You're listening to Virgin Control, Pounding Rings Digital News Show. Oh, this is so exciting. We're back for another edition of Virgin Control, and we've got an action-packed power panel of guest stars today. Uh, so today, we're going to talk about you know disappearing photos and stories, live broadcasts and filters, and the battle between two image-sharing juggernauts hell-bent on having a never-ending battle of one-upmanship. So we're going to go through some of the latest features of both of these two juggernauts and discuss the benefit of each. And with us today are, as always, our main man, Nick Hewen. Hi, guys. <laughs> so understated. <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's the spirit. Yeah. We also have uh, Pound and Green's resident associate creative director, Scott Liu. Hello, again. And for his first, ti- first time, long-time listener, first-time guest, senior designer at Pound and Green, Mark Cameron. Yo, yo. <laughs> Welcome, Mark. Thank you. <laughs> it does seem like a little NPR-ish now that there's yeah. so many of us in here. It does. We're going to have to like really it. work like to not talk over each other. I think we can do that. But it could, or we'll just descend into madness. <laughs> Chaos. Best yeah. kind. Yeah, just choose your weapon right now. We're in this weird little room with lots of potential weapons. So, <laughs> so uh, Scott, do you want to give us a summary of all the new goodies that Instagram's unleashed upon its uh, users in the past uh, Sounds good. week or so. Yeah, it sounds really good. So the one thing that we didn't uh, actually mention off the top is the two juggernauts that we're talking about are actually Snap Inc. and, uh, and Instagram. Um, I'm sure all of our listeners out there are on at least one of them, except for you, Mom. Uh, <laughs> uh, and there's some big news that came out of Instagram specifically this week. Uh, and, and Snapchat and, uh, and Snap Inc. in the last couple weeks. Um, but just very, very recently, Instagram has run an update, and you can now stream and record and broadcast live video, um, which, is a, which is quite new for them. It's very periscopy. Um, and recently, as recently as the summer, uh, they've released their own version of Instagram Stories, which is very, very similar to Snapchat Stories. Um, so those are sort of the two big... Uh, improvements or differences or benefits or features that have been added to Instagram. Um, and, and then it's, Instagram direct, direct. And Instagram direct, right, which is very, very similar to Snapchat where you can um, instantly delete content after it's been viewed. And um, which is, you know, in almost like a blatant copy, the uh, creator of that content is actually notified if somebody takes a screenshot. So keep it clean, kids. <laughs> okay, so first thing that springs to mind for me is... Uh, you know, is there any sort of like lawsuit uh, capabilities happening here with, with uh, Snap Inc.? Or I mean, what's to stop one app from just completely ripping off another one? Money nothing. <laughs> or nothing? Yeah, nothing. I don't think there's anything they can do. Um, it's it's not like uh, they can protect the idea to do instant or a live video. So if you're a company that has an app, do you sit back and just say, "I'm going to watch all the best designers"? in the world create something that's amazing, let them do all the work, and then we'll just, you know, recreate it. What's what's to stop you? Well, here's where, here's where I'm at, and I think it's, like, I think this is where Instagram is actually coming from. I think they're completely okay that there is billions of people using Snapchat. I actually think, because I use both. 
for completely different purposes. And I actually think it's kind of cool that the two of them can do very similar things now. I mean, albeit different terms, but um, I'm actually admittedly not a huge Snapchat user. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a Snapchat observer, but I'm a much more involved Instagram user. So you think that there's space for both? I believe so, yes. Because it could be an, like an age gap thing too, right? Because there's older users on Instagram. Exactly. I was just going to say that. Is, Snapchat. Maybe Mark, there's just a different audience for both? Mark just called us all old. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think the age thing is interesting. So you think it's the young kids are on Snapchats and then, you know, the more uh, sophisticated older market is on Instagram. Yeah, and then they're getting this new Snapchat-esque thing dished out to them, whether they like it or not, right? And they're probably using it. I think what's nice about, what I like about the direct, the Instagram direct and even the stories and I think the live stuff is... It's. I think we talked about this last time we talked about stories a couple months ago. Was is that it's just a, an outlet that you don't have to like mess with your curated feed of beautiful images. Like if you want right. to share something with a friend that's a little more off the cuff, without destroying right. your like beautifully manicured lawn of pictures that has your perfect life in it, right. you can then send a stupid joke to some buddies with the, the direct stuff or do a little live thing when you're out for dinner rather than like, do you really need to do a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. when you're out for dinner every time? But you could do a live thing or you could do a, a direct story to your friends like, oh, you got to check out this place. Mm-hmm. You don't need that on your feed, but you can use it as a communication tool. Right. You know so, what's interesting? I mean, when you talk about these apps having different audiences. It means that every 13-year-old has some sort of innate marketing knowledge right now. They have different demographics that they're going after with each of their posts on each platform. It's insane, really. It's the world we live in now where everyone's their own brand and their own TV studio and their own content generation hub. It's crazy. It's crazy that uh, not too long ago, it would have been insane to say that you are a brand, even though you're just a normal person <laughs> just you know living your life just being a regular person just being a regular person but yeah. then again are you going to put on that halloween costume of you know where you were a zombie that might not be on brand for you know aunt agnes seeing it <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah. the disappearing stuff still i think holds a lot of value because i think it there are things you just want to come and go and not linger around for a long time not just the stuff that yeah. that the kids are doing. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you're posting nudes all the time, Jackson. I don't. I, I told you guys I didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> that was a that was a that well, was an accidental nude. Well, now the content's gone, so there's no way we can prove it. Yeah, or is it exactly? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I think it's a nice uh, nice segue too in terms of talking about like how we're all we live in an age where we're all creators with the official release of Snap Ink Spectacles. I'm not sure how many people out there are in the know and how these things were released, but they've done a really nice job of promoting them and creating buzz around them and and having them kind of pop up in little vending machines all over the world. Um, So they're actually still quite difficult to get, Um, but they are fully released. Um, They are available to the public if you can find one, Um, and people are putting up reviews and, and using them. Um, I, for one, honestly, like this is the thing. This is the piece of tech that's that will get me to actually do some Snapchatting. I, where where will we find one of these vending machines? I don't think there's any in Canada. 
I'm not. Don't quote me on that one. Oh, uh, sure, it sucks living here. <laughs> um, I hate it. They, they they posted up a bunch of uh, like vending machines. Um, I, I just saw a vlog on one. It was in um, L.A. and the lineup was like like 300 people long. There there was like fights going on wow. and uh, yeah, but they're um, I think they're pretty cool. It's, I think it's, it's an interesting take on it. Hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, I think the rollout of it has been the most interesting marketing bit. Like, the fact that they they did these super cool kind of like um, minions looking um, vending machines, like super yellow, bright, fun. And then in New York, I was just reading before we started this that they had the the um, the vending machines within a kind of space, and like they created like a lineup that people were lined up before they'd open it up, and then like even after the people got through like beyond the curtain, there was tons of space for people to be in there. And they're, it's like an old nightclub trick of like, you got to have that, that lineup out front or no one really gives right. a, a, a care about the place. As soon as that lineup's out there, you're like, Oh, that's the place. And right. then you get inside and there's no, no one in there. Yeah. Like, the, the old, uh, the fear of missing out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Technique. You pay $40 to get in. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's kind of interesting that like a, like a, an app company has really, rolled out some like really traditional old school um, marketing techniques whether well, it's like a retail outlet yeah. the old lineup thing like it's just interesting it makes sense that they would sort of roll out some of those old techniques when they're offering physical hardware it's fashion it's fashion yeah yeah they're, they're, they're pretty clunky I, they, the photos that they take of them um, like all the promo photos they look pretty good but if you see if you see something like uh, someone with them in person. Like I watched the vlog that I was watching, they look too, too chunky, in my opinion. I think I think like next gen, if they if this works out for them, um, it would be better. But they they are very large. Well, you're a stylish cat though, Mark. Most but I like I like big glasses though. I know it looks see they, it looks fine there, but it's not. I'm telling you, like they're and they're like big and shiny. They probably um, look good on my head because it's so big. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like perfect for me. What it, so there are some some tech specs that we can go through that are kind of interesting, which I you know I personally didn't know about before they came out. So one is um, it only works with Snapchat video, um, so it doesn't take stills, and the only way to actually view the content once it's been recorded off the spectacles is through the Snapchat app. Um, two, they are very obvious, which I think is a good thing, in when the spectacles are recording. Yeah. So there it's is like a, a circular light, light that's yeah. going on at all times. So you which can kind of be, lays into their right. the circular timeline that they've got on. on uh, which is another website. interesting like <laughs> crossover between the two companies, um, between Instagram and Snap. The, the, yeah. the circular thing of denoting what is one type of content and not, yeah. or what's on and off, is, is kind of an interesting play that, that both of them are, are are now becoming I would uh, more in, industry standards. Not they're not um, you know what, they're not just about themselves. It's like that's how ever if a third company got into this, that's how they would do it too. And one of the other things, which is I don't know if it's you would see it as a disappointment, but as of right now, as you're capturing video content with spectacles, you can't add filters to it. Um, so Snapchat, I mean, is famous for having the badges or the filters or the geolocation stickers that you can put onto everything. Basically what you're doing with the spectacles is recording raw video footage and that gets pumped into your app. And I'm assuming you can do some sort of post-production within the Snapchat app that will then broadcast to the world. Um, but, and as of right now, you can't actually see something and be recording with your Snapchat filter. Right. Which lends the question of why even do this? You know, why have these things strapped to your face when you could just hold your phone in front of you and do whatever you want with the, the what you produce? 
I think that's I think that's exactly what it is though. It's a, I, I I would find it a lot more convenient. Just I wear glasses every day, so that to me holding up a phone is actually quite inconvenient if I'm going to record something. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah, uh, so hard. My I, arm gets so tired. I've got that theory on like unwearables too. Like if it's um, like I don't I don't really think smartwatches are the greatest thing in the world because I still have to do something to mm-hmm. like put it up to my face to see it. So why don't I just use my phone? Exactly. But things like Google Glass and and these. I understand because there isn't much you have to do to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, th- I think the reason why they don't have the filter feature now too, is the video that they record, the raw video that they actually record, um, is like a 360. It's a circular video. So there's like a lot going into it already. I don't mm. think they're, they're right. They're there yet with, um, adding, adding filters and whatnot. Well, where, it, where they're not there yet is, and I don't know, you know, what sort of what it will take for this rollout to get there, but they're not part of the zeitgeist right now. Do you know what I mean? Like, obviously, people within tech circles are talking about it, but I don't know anyone who is not generally interested in wearable technology that has mentioned these things. Right. So they're still generally, or they're pretty, they're outside of the mainstream still. I think. And is that just because we're sort of in like a beta phase here, or is it because nobody cares? I think it's in there in the oh, generate madness kind of phase like i think if if in our circles if if they'd opened up a a vending machine off king west here near the office i'm sure oh yeah i'm sure all of us would have them and like then people would be talking about them i think that's the kind of joy of it is that they're they're going to become mainstream like shortly but it's kind of building that anticipation with the hardcore users first, which I think is a smart tactic. And I think Mark touched upon something like there's a lot of room for them to do what Apple does in terms of like spectacles V2 with like now with more filter technology and then spectacles V3, like, you know, now with augmented reality type stuff. Prescription. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Like I, like I, we, half of us wear glasses, right? Like it's, what are we going to do with these? I I couldn't walk around the street with with these on and record because I can't see anything. It's true in the first place. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you're <laughs> well. You'll have to go get some laser surgery first. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> and, and a lot of I think that's why Google Glass wasn't really working too, because like the, the majority of people who are going to wear this stuff are geeks, and for some reason we wear glasses, <laughs> right? So it's it's hard. I know they had prescription options, but it just didn't. I just don't think it works quite yet. And and the fact that they're only sunglasses as well, right? So. Yeah. You're not going to wear them inside, and people wearing these at like nightclubs and stuff, which is where people usually Snapchat from, right? right? So it's not. I don't know if it's. <laughs> I don't know if it's. I don't know if this is going to stick. I'm skeptical. Yeah, I saw. The, I saw like um, the they were testing them at the New York Times. Um, I don't know if it was like like pre, like pre 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 Trump's visit to the building or something like that. A guy had them and he was like playing around with them, and it was pretty cool. Like from a news gathering, storytelling type vehicle, it seemed to be a a pretty good option of, mm-hmm. of being able to um, be in the moment and record something. What, what I think is crazy about it must be like a real trip because you're used to holding your phone in a certain way to record things, and then these are. Like the camera's up here by your like eyeball. It's so different of a viewpoint right. in life, right? Especially if you're like a tall person. Yeah, versus and, you're, and you're not really you're not truly seeing what what you're filming. No, you're you're pointing and, and guessing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's probably the majority of the time it's right, but it's like but that's the, the thing they're doing it the wide angle. It's the same thing as a GoPro, right? The, the first generations of GoPros didn't have a screen on the back. Yeah, you couldn't see what you were recording. 
but chances are it was going to turn out awesome because there's so much field of view, right? Yeah. So, and we all know what's happening to GoPro. So, yeah. Wait, I don't. What? They're not doing too hot. <laughs> no. Yeah, I think they're no. having a terrible, terrible year and yeah. not not hitting any of their uh, delivery dates for their new products and stuff. Like too that. many competitors came out, or just not <clears throat> enough use for this device anymore. Or? I think what? I think they made a product that was too good. Ooh. From the get go, because I I like I have a my GoPros like three generations old now, and the video I get out of it is amazing. So why would I get a new GoPro, right? Right. So, um, and then they tried releasing the, the drone, and I think there was some recalls on that. Yeah. So they're not having a good year. Yeah. Well, speaking of you know doing well in business, at 130 bucks per pair uh, for spectacles, um, does Snap try to monetize this through partners, or do you think they keep this clean and just continuously release new models of spectacles? Or 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 should we be expecting, like we talked about last time, the Warby Parker spectacles, the oh, I'm sure the I'm branded sure. spectacles. I'm sure there's going to be like snap cross war B snap cross Ray band. Like that's where they so need to go. Yeah, exactly. They need to get to that place of, so that everyone would want to wear them. And then that would really be powerful again. You know, that seems so obvious. So like, why hasn't that happened yet? Why, why don't do most people that I know not know about this product and, <laughs> like why why even try to just make it this one pair of kind of you know very specific style sunglasses mm-hmm. when you could just very easily have, have approached Oakley or Ray-Ban or whatever I think probably to like dem- prove its worth first and right, then right. then you can probably probably if they went out before they were released and it's unproven you probably don't get the high-end people or maybe you get one and then you're splitting the kind of profits now you're in a position like if you prove it and it works and people are like psyched about it then you are in a position of strength to demand like well i want three quarters of the cut of this and i want you know creative approvals and all that sort of stuff so i think it's them trying to like cut out a niche and a business model that that brings them money because that because now still like I mean they have lots of of money making opportunities through the advertising within the platform but this is probably a, a cleaner source of revenue to like directly control their user base like once you're in there are you going to have a pair of Instagram glasses in six months after like Instagram must have be working on the same thing they better be a square. well i'm wondering too if they if they maybe not necessarily do like a direct partnership like a a warby parker version of the spectacles but almost like the iphone does where it's you buy your iphone but your case is kate spade Mm. so is it i mean is it almost like you know your your surrounding frames are spectacles but they're selling little accessories that are partnered with brands yeah because i feel like that's actually done really well for a company like apple who continues to sort of maintain the integrity of their brand in, in that they're not, you know, you're not getting the Louis Vuitton iPhone. You're getting an iPhone that lives in a Louis Vuitton case. Right. Mm. Or are you getting, like, the Hermes iWatch? Right. I hope Instagram does, like, a big, huge cowboy hat 
with a camera in it for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Just like a 10 gallon. Yeah. Like, like for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. In the Simpsons with the spy camera and yeah. like cranes just, his neck. Yeah. Just between you and me, smashed hat. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. See that? Uh, see, they can have a lot of fun. There's a lot of legs. Uh, I think we'll be talking about like spectacles and snap for a long time to come and Instagram continuing to cribbits but nick brings up a really good point i mean okay so i mean if it is this that what we've what we've deemed as this constant uh battle of one-upmanship i mean is instagram always going to be following do you think or or are we just on the cusp of them releasing something ridiculous i think they're only following on certain things i think they're leading the way on making money which i think is the only only metric that matters like i think that's what that's what Facebook as a corporation values is like, how do we monetize this and deliver value for our shareholders, which is a lot different than snap, which hasn't gone public yet. They don't have that scrutiny that they have to. So I think I'm, I'm, I'm sure that like Facebook and Instagram are leading on the ad tech type side of things. Mm -hmm. That's just not the sexy thing that consumers really care about. I think it's probably just like what's more important. Obviously, it's a mix. You can't make that money if the product sucks. Second is often better, I think. I agree. Like, I think they're doing this on purpose. I think they're waiting and they're seeing what works in Snapchat and they're figuring out how to adopt it best for monetization reasons. But I also think that they're, they maybe have something cooking. You never know with these guys. So totally. they're biding their time. Like yeah. an evil genius <laughs> yeah. with their tented fingers. <laughs> exactly. Well, they might they might have more things um, like connected to glasses with the Oculus, right? Right. Like the Facebook has other divisions of tech that they could bring to bear and make something interest. Like I know within the the spectacles, there is some some tech around augmented reality. So I would imagine if Zuckerberg is so passionate about that kind of VR AR future, I'm sure that any sort of wearable Instagram device would want to do the same thing uh, or do it in an interesting way. So, I mean, I I think something cooking, probably. I mean, it's probably... uh, There's probably someone in Menlo Park wearing something that no one knows about, yeah. Yeah. which would be super cool. (laughs) And in 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 the Instagram movie... Like written by Aaron Sorkin, we'll right. all hear about it. And it'll be amazing. <laughs> I hope it's a jetpack. <laughs> it's just like when you said something, I'm like, I have to come up with something in my imagination. What's it going to be? Yeah, always the jetpack. <laughs> yeah, always with the jetpack. Well, let's go around the horn and, and say, and oh. you know, between everybody, like who's who's winning, and 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 why, really quick. Then I think Snapchat for sure. They they've got the cool young factor. Mark just turned 27, by the way. <laughs> yeah, young-ish, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I, like Jackson was saying, like my, my Instagram feed is curated, and I would hate to throw something up that would ruin it. Um, but my go-to on like getting my quick stuff out, my daily stuff, I, I close Instagram and I go to Snapchat still. I, I won't, I think I uploaded one Instagram story when it first came out. And it was like an ironic, like, is this Snapchat story? But um, yeah, that was it. I, but the crazy thing is that they say 100 million people are using stories a day. Mm-hmm. I believe it. On the Snapchat or Instagram? On Instagram. On Instagram. So like whatever they're doing, the, these new services are like being 
used, and that's why they keep they're going to continue to roll out new yeah. ones. Like yeah. the the people are there for both. For, so back to Scott's question, for you, snaps winning. Yeah, but that and that could just be my age and and like what I'm used to too, right? So like my older sister, she's two years older than me. At the same time, basically, when Instagram stories came out, she started using that. And I said, well, why don't you use Snapchat? Go, tried to get her to do it. Wouldn't do it. And I tried to use Instagram stories, and I just couldn't do it. So, like, even that two-year gap mm. on us, like, it just doesn't happen. I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with Instagram. Um, and I think it's just from the fact that I, I've, I'm not a huge Snap user. But I'll say this with a caveat. I do love the idea of spectacles, and I can definitely be... Okay, I'm going with Instagram as well, just because I think that Snap is still more niche. If Instagram is just sitting back and taking all the best aspects of Snapchat and integrating them into the systems that they already have and added to the popularity that they already have, I mean, that just seems like a win. I'm both going to buy the spectacles and Instagram still winning. All right. You That's lose, fun. Mark. Because <laughs> <laughs> I threw shade at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You deserve that. You old fogies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> picks? Should we go around the horn again on on our pickage? Let's do it. Picks. I got one. I like it. This is this is good. Adobe Photoshop for voice. Have you guys heard of that or seen that Nerd announcement alert. that happened? <laughs> like, I think it was two weeks ago, they announced this um, potential new product where you can, uh, basically, if you've got 20 minutes of someone speaking, you can type in whatever you want, and the, the recording that comes out of it is their exact voice saying whatever you've typed. Whoa. So you can basically trick someone into thinking that someone else is saying something with with this software. Do you remember that old like Arnold Schwarzenegger voice box that you used to make prank phone calls with? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I see this coming around again. Uh, it's fantastic. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think, it's unbelievable. I, mean, I think that's cool tech. Um, it's, but it's, it's the, the demo that they showed online was mind blowing. It was, it was very cool. I think my first question to that is why? No, I have no idea. Like why? Why does why does this exist? That's, I think that's why the software isn't out because they don't know how to package it yet. Because <clears throat> like what what's this for? Other than like you know the next Mission Impossible, I, I don't see yeah. a use for other than you know espionage. Well, because it's kind of cool. How about just that? You know, uh, yeah, kind of a it, neat thing. Yeah, it was probably like the twenty percent rule at Adobe, like where they they mess around and make whatever they want for 20% of their day. Yeah. And then this came out of that. Um, uh, I didn't know about that rule. That's very interesting. I think they've got it there. I know they have it at Google, but I'm pretty that, sure they have it at Adobe as well. With the hopes that something amazing will just like yeah. spring to life. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I'll go next. Um, just as, as recently as yesterday, um, the band OK Go released an yet another music video. <laughs> um, OK Go's video is called the is for their song "The One Moment," uh, and the catch is that they shot the entire uh, roughly four to five minute uh, song. the The music video they shot it in four point two seconds, uh, and they used super high speed cameras and they timed everything. Um, and it's turned out to be yet another wonderful, weird piece of uh, filmic art. And for those of you who are unaware, um, OK Go is the band <laughs> that made the music video where they're like walking on treadmills. I think that's probably the one that choreographed weird treadmill exactly. dance moves. <clears throat> they're just known for their videos, really. I think I think that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I can't. I I don't think I've ever actually listened to a song of theirs without watching it on YouTube. 
you know, from, you know, the one, yeah, like the, the funny treadmill one. There's the one where they're like in, in Japan riding little unicycles. Um, there's the one that they did in zero gravity. It's all just like really awesome short films. I, this, this, this one to me is the best. I mean, it should be, it's the latest, but this is the coolest thing I've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to describe. I think everybody's just going to have to go and watch it. But I mean, the best, the, the, to the best of my knowledge, what they've done is they've shot like a bullet cam version of a video and they've timed every single instance of their song to, uh, to actually some sort of action happening in those 4.2 seconds. Yeah. So they when they slow the video down. 4.2 seconds and, yeah. and you can see the details. And it's all in slow motion. It's it's very cool. So they've done this interesting thing, though, where they create this amazing video, but it's sort of besides the point for how awesome the video is, but they've kind of shot themselves in the foot because when I we were just while watching it, and I didn't even notice the song. Yeah. Yeah. The song. There was a song? Yeah, right? <laughs> they are officially a band that makes music, but yeah. tough to... I wonder how their live performances are if they do any of this crazy stuff <laughs> on stage. better. I, you know what, though? Like... YouTube band, I think that's a that's a category now. Yeah, right. Like these guys, the guys have may yeah. may have created a, a niche audience. The the musician in me is like this is this is kind of lame, but mm. um, the visual person in me is this is the coolest thing ever. But I, again, miss the song completely. It's somehow both things at once. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So mine. Oh, I like this. It just made me laugh. I I was just looking on on Mashable and I saw the headline. Unusual brunch suggestion is causing widespread rage in Britain. I love it. <laughs> I'm hooked already. Rage. And then the first line in the article is, you've got to feel a bit sorry for brands on social media. Where is this article going? What? Right? So the reason is that everyone's trying to be so interesting, and Kellogg's um, posted on Instagram this photo. It says, here's a super quick super easy brunch idea with avocado feta and cornflakes <laughs> and cornflake toast yeah it's a photo of a, a avocado halved and it's sort of like made into a cup and then just jammed a bunch of cornflakes and feta <laughs> into the <laughs> avocado and it's just creating widespread ire um thousands of comments people just are hating it just Angry. hating that uh the the visual of, of this that, supposed that breakfast. That Kellogg's would have the temerity to do something <laughs> creative with their product. Exactly. They better well, launch like the next one where it's like a banana. They just <laughs> yeah. Well, if I think if they're smart, they'll just keep going with it and make it a joke. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. But just I don't totally I, like take the piss out of people yeah. and their avocado toast pictures and totally. I mean, yeah, it's you've, genius. You've gained at least some audience from this <laughs> uh, ridiculous post that yeah. was intended to be. Uh, serious, serious, <laughs> but uh, that didn't go over too well. So just use it. But we'll we'll have to sit back and watch to see see what happens there. I like a brand that can pivot off that and be like, we're we're gonna ride this wave and annoy people now. Yeah, and the, then people will fall in love with it. Yeah, and then everyone will be like, Kellogg's is the best, and Mark will walk in with like a <laughs> Kellogg's ironic sweatshirt at some yeah. point. The the first comment on it. I liked was I'm done with 2016 WTF is this it's like this is on par with you know the American election and Brexit, Brexit and Harambe and everything else horrible Four that's days. happened yeah. <laughs> yeah good surprising pick Nick well well done thank, thank you mine is very simple uh, and again there's a there's a general theme in the room of age differences between the four of us 
But I was really shocked when I saw this really cool interactive experience from ESPN about LeBron James. Now, I was surprised that he has been in the NBA for 14 years already. Oh, wow. Which is totally shocking. And it's just asking whether he can reach the number one in all-time points total. So he's um, just joined the top ten this season already. Um, the youngest player in league history to score 27,000 points. So what they'd have is this like cool thing. And it's something that I always think is, is stupidly fun. It's an up scroller. What is that? <laughs> like a website where you have to scroll up. You scroll up. So you, you come to the site and it says press to begin. You press, it takes you to the whole bottom of the site where it's, June 26, 2003, youngest player to be selected to the num- with the number one draft pick, and it's first season. Then you scroll up, and it's got a point counter for all his points. And then as you scroll up, there's like highlights from his career. Awesome. It's cool. It's kind of, it looks like a, an interactive infographic, kind of. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, but like super simple, but like super interesting in that it's like a simple experience, a simple payoff, and... It just made me feel old that that already he is on his 14th season, and I seem to remember him in his like second season writing like newsletters when I worked at like an online gambling company mm-hmm. like in 20, 2003. It's amazing that he's been in the league that long. Well, it makes you feel any better. He went straight out of high school into the NBA, right? Yeah, he was only sixteen, I think. Yeah. But, but there are limits to his power. Yeah, I suppose there are. Yeah. Well, we'll have to look at the yeah. uh, interactive infographic website. Exactly. Well, his basketball prowess is unparalleled, but but his uh, campaigning for Hillary didn't go as well. It's getting hot here. <laughs> Sounds like it's a good uh, good time. I guess we should we need to do a, a post election. Uh, podcast of digital digital picks maybe we we could but everyone's so sick of talking about it because it's so i'm with nick yeah i'd, I'd rather just pretend it never happened <laughs> let's keep talking about lebron <laughs> <laughs> make infographics great again lebron well that's it thanks guys good episode thanks guys thank you thank you, thank you.